This is Dr. August Kunkel in his teaching on the books of Chronicles. This is session number nine, Historical Israel. We left David with having established the uh, worship in uh, Jerusalem. Uh, we now want to come back to uh, talk about uh, David's kingdom, uh, which the uh, chronicler gives in uh, some unique chapters. Uh, to describe the kingdom the way he imagines it to, to be, the way, the, way he dis- the way he thinks it represents God's kingdom in his time, as well as in David's time. And so uh, these next chapters are uh, ones in which the chronicler essentially leads us to uh, the uh, administration of David's kingdom uh, in relation to uh, the Levites and the state officials and, uh, and uh, uh, all of the... Uh, all of the uh, events. So, uh, the chronicler in chapter 18 here moves back to talk about some of the wars that enabled David to acquire territory. You know, if there is going to be a nation, if there is going to be a kingdom of some kind, there has to be territory. And uh, the kingdom of uh, Judah, the, the, uh, the, the, the tribe of Judah, is a relatively small territory. Uh, so that uh, it was under the leadership of David where we come to have something of what is a kingdom or an empire in which the territory is controlled. So uh, the chronicler leads us to understand some of the wars of David. Uh, He begins with uh, wars of Philistia and Moab. Uh, Those are the local people, the Philistines, are the ones who had been the enemies of Israel traditionally to the west, but who were very much in decline. Uh, the Philistine cities were ones like Gaza and Ekron and Ashdod. Uh, the, if you think of modern Israel, uh, the Gaza Strip is a, a part of what was the traditional Philistine territory. And so the Philistines were always seeking to extend that territory over into the tribe of Judah and, if possible, all the way to the Jordan River, as they did when they conquered Saul. But uh, what David does then is reverse that and conquers Philistia. And uh, Moab, of course, was the territory just north of the Arnon River, which flows into the middle of the Dead Sea. And from there, it was kind of a, a, a tableland, a high mountainous ridge, that served as the land of Moab, and in its uh, larger territories, it extended all the way up to Heshbon, which is past the tip of the Dead Sea. Uh, So this is the account of how David uh, took over that territory to the east of the Dead Sea. And then the chronicler goes on to talk about David's conquest of Edom. Now, we noticed Edom earlier in the genealogies, as being the the mountain of Seir. Uh, This is that territory from the southern tip of the Dead Sea all the way uh, to the uh, Gulf of Aqaba. 
And uh, this territory uh, was really uh, occupied by a loose federation of peoples, but it was very important always to Israel and was conquered by David in order to gain access to the port, Ezion Geber, which is on the Gulf of Aqaba. Uh, Israel has access to the Mediterranean and then access to the south came through the Gulf of Aqaba. And to, 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 for the empires of David and Solomon to function, they needed uh, the help of the Phoenicians and Tyre and Sidon to the north because they were mariners and then the people at Ezion Gebar to the south. So that's the significance of these wars. Uh, and uh, after the chronicler uh, describes this, he uh, gives a list of David's chief people. And here we have a repetition of names that we've had before. Uh, the ones who were their military leaders like Benaiah and like Joab. Uh, the ones who were their administrative officials, their priests and the scribes like uh, uh, Zadok and so forth. Uh, and the palace guards, so that would be Benaiah. And so just a short list there of the fact that David had a very well-organized kingdom, a very well-organized nation, uh, a state, and was expanding this towards becoming a kingdom. Then uh, David's uh, wars expand uh, over to the east. And here we have record of David's wars with Ammon and then with the Arameans. If you think of the territory to the east of the Dead Sea, uh, we have the Yabok River. Uh, and the Yabok River uh, is uh, one that uh, flows into the uh, uh, Jordan River, uh, in kind of in the middle between the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. And the Yabok River tips down towards the south, as uh, we can uh, see it there, uh, where, where you have uh, uh, the main city of Rabbah. Uh, so this uh, battle is actually quite a famous battle, uh, told in uh, some detail in Samuel, uh, where this, uh, this uh, people of Ammon, who were over towards the uh, east of the Abok River, the Ammonites were the ones who caused uh, difficulty for uh, David and for his empire. Now, in the book of Samuel, between chapter 10 and chapter 11, uh, there really is a very abrupt transition as to who the Ammonites were and what they were doing. Uh, I want to read to you a little portion that has been found in the Samuel of the Dead Sea Scrolls. This portion, without question, came to be omitted by what we call apography. Uh, in other words, the scribe's eye skipped from similar words and letters on one line to similar words and letters uh, several lines below. And in the... Uh, records of Samuel that we have had up until the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls, these verses were unknown. But in the scroll of Samuel, as we have it from the Dead Sea Scrolls, these verses are very much present. I find it uh, disappointing 
that as much as Bible translators like to do textual criticism and to get back to the texts as they were written, they tend not to have included this. There's actually two translations that do. One is the New Living Translation, and uh, the other one is uh, the uh, Revised uh, Standard uh, Bible. Uh, But I think it's a very significant uh, couple of verses, which I'm going to read to you, about the Ammonites. Nahash, king of the Ammonites, had been grievously oppressing the people of Gad and Reuben, who lived east of the Jordan River. Now, we will remember that this was uh, the territory of Reuben, right here, and Gad, over here. Now, they were theoretically to the west of the Ammonites, but of course the Ammonites, who lived over here in the main city of Rabbah, at the sources of the Yabok River, uh, were often at war trying to expand their territory. Uh, So, he... uh, Uh, gouged out the right eyes of each of the Israelites living there, and he didn't allow anyone to come and to rescue them. Now, uh, war is always gruesome, and it is always brutal. Uh, When we read these things about war in the Old Testament, we should be reminded that uh, it really isn't any different in our day. Uh, We talk now more about post-traumatic stress syndrome, Uh, But really what it is is the effects of what one sees in war. And it's very much present with us with whether we're talking about Afghanistan or Iraq a few years ago. Uh, These things are awful. They're brutal. Now the point of gouging out the right eye was that most warriors shot uh, by pulling the arrow back with their right hand. And so the right eye was the one that they used for aim. So this was the way of disabling the Israelite soldiers. Uh, So the Ammonites uh, were warring against the tribes of Reuben and of Gad and uh, disabling their warriors. In fact, of all the Israelites east of the Jordan, there wasn't a single one whose right eye Nachash had not gouged out. But there were 7,000 men who had escaped from the Ammonites and they had settled in Yabash Gilead. Uh, So Yabash Gilead was a town a uh, little bit uh, to the north, uh, up there in the uh, uh, area of uh, Sukkot, um, where they had uh, more protection as an Israelite state. And then that's where we get introduced to Nachash, king of the Ammonites, uh, coming and uh, humiliating the Israelite soldiers, which is what the chronicler tells us and what uh, the... Uh, Uh, book of uh, Samuel also tells us. Uh, So uh, that is the background uh, to uh, this uh, particular story uh, of the provocation of Ammon. Now, in this story, as the chronicler tells it, uh, the uh, Ammonites decided that um, they uh, were no match for the Israelites and they uh, sought help from the Arameans to the north. Uh, And Aram, of course, extended all the way north of the Sea of Galilee, past Damascus, to the area called Aram Zobah. Uh, But the chronicler would remind us that because David was faithful, and because God was the one who was fighting for him, this alliance was defeated. Uh, So 
this, uh, this defeat then uh, ended with the destruction of the Ammonite capital at Rabbah. Uh, the chronicler then goes back to tell us something more about other victories over the Philistines, uh, the war in Gezer, uh, which is uh, to the uh, west of uh, Judah, a defeat of the brother of Goliath. Um, this is uh, something that's very clear in Chronicles that's not quite so clear in Samuel. In Samuel, in the narrative, it is David who kills Goliath. But actually, in the account of the heroic soldiers of 2 Samuel chapter 3, it is Elkanah who kills Goliath. Now, the chronicler read these texts in a different way, and there's every reason to think that he was right that uh, the chronicler read the defeat, the, the, the conquest of Elkanah was the brother of Goliath. So I don't know that it was the contradiction that bothered the chronicler. I don't think so, because he leaves contradictions the way they are in his sources, if that's the way that he finds them. He simply interpreted his sources to say that the man that Elkanah defeated was the brother of Goliath. And then there was a war in Gath, and there was uh, uh, the defeat of the giant that the chronicler talks about there. So this was the way in which the kingdom of David expanded from being the city of Jerusalem and the territories around it to the east over Moab, to the south over Edom, to the west over the Philistines, but then to the east and the north on the other side of the Jordan River by the defeat of the Arameans along with the Ammonites because the two had allied together and both were defeated by the armies of David. So now we have a large territory that has become the empire of David under his control, uh, that which is going to be known as the kingdom of David, uh, which extends all the way from the Gulf of Aqaba uh, north to the Lebanon ranges in the territory of Aram Zoba. Uh, so this now is an area that is not ruled by David as such, so much as it is a territory over which he exercises jurisdiction, he appoints their leaders, and he collects tribute from them. In other words, the chronicler is here telling us the way in which David becomes an empire. This is Dr. August Kunkel in his teaching on the books of Chronicles. This is session number nine, Historical Israel. Mm-hmm.